Genesis 1, 26. Genesis 1, 26 says, and we were made in his likeness. And he gave us dominion. <laughs> then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion or authority over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over the earth, over the earth, over the earth, over the earth, over the earth. Over every creeping thing. So if I got dominion over the earth, I got authority over the earth, why am I hiding? When I know that I have authority. I have, matter of fact, I have the same authority <laughs> that God has. That's, so when I look at you, I say, ooh, obviously you don't know how powerful you are. Because if you did, you'd be laughing. Ha, ha, ha. You'll be laughing at the devil saying, my God is the greatest thing on earth and he lives in me, which makes me a son of God. So if I know that, then it changes the whole game. It changes everything. Why? Because what I allow to come in comes out. So I'm going to tell a story. We're going to read it in 2 Kings chapter 4. Mike, if you could get me over there. And this is, a, this is a story of the ages right now. This is the story of the day. It developed in my spirit. Let's go to verse 8. This is a woman that has been named the Shulamite woman. Verse 8, please. Now it happened one day that Elijah went to Shulam. Now I might say it wrong, so just bear with me. Where there was a notable woman and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. I can relate to that. Every time I come home, I'm coming over to some of your houses. You can say amen and eat some food. So I understand this. And she said to her husband, look now. I know that this is a holy man of God who passes us regularly. The King James says, I perceive. There was something in my spirit that said, there's something about you. And I believe, let me pause for the cause right here. I believe that why she said that. Why did she say that? He only came over to eat some food. But I really believe that when he came over, he started to share with her testimonies. He started to share with her praise reports about a man named Elijah, his mentor. That, that's my own personal reference. I'll ask when I get to heaven. There had to be something that made him stand out. That said, I, I believe that this is a, a holy man. Let's go on to verse 10. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there. A table and a chair and a lampstand. So it will be whenever he comes, he can come here. And it happened one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room and he laid down. Keep on going. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call that Shulamite woman. When he had called her, she stood before him. And he said to him, say now to her, look. You have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Let me pause. What can God do for you? He asked him a question. What can I do? 
do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. So he said, hmm, what is it then to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, actually, she has no son and her husband's old. So he said, call her. And when he called her, she stood in the doorway. I just need to set a foundation, so bear with me. Then he said, about this time next year, and I'm saying it to you right now, about this time next year, this is going to look like a different place. This is going to be a different situation. Those who were sick will be healthy and whole this time next year. There will be such a restoration. You'll look in the mirror and say, who is that good-looking person? Then he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. She said, no, my Lord, you haven't seen my husband. Man of God, do not lie to your manservant. Why did she say that? Because she was looking with her natural eyes. Now is not the time, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, to look with your natural eyes. Now is the time to look with your eyes of faith. We walk by faith, not by faith. Sight. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come. There is an appointed time for us. Of which Elijah had told her. And the child grew. And now it happened one day that he went out to his fathers, to the reapers. And he said to his father, my head, my head. So he said to the servant, carry him to his mother. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and he died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. Let's just stop right there. The miracle took place by the hand of God. And in the midst of the pressure, the hand of God, you go right back to the hand of God and say, wait a minute, God. You brought this son in here. And now the devil has taken full advantage of us. But I know one thing. I'm going to lay him right back where it all started. Right at your feet. I don't know what you're going through. I have not been in your house. And I have not been that much on social media. But I am here to tell you that whatever God started, he shall finish it. God never starts something without finishing. And even if the devil tries to put his big foot in there, God said, I work all things out together for your good. Whatever the devil meant for your evil, I see the Lord turning it around for your testimony. This woman is creating. She's starting a testimony. That's what she's doing. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him, and she went on social media, and she told everybody. No, does it say that? <laughs> Go to the next one. <laughs> then she called to her husband and said, please send me on, my, on a young man and, and on a donkey that I will run to the man of God and I'll come back. I, I, I got to just go back to the man of God. So he said... It's very interesting. Why are you going to him today? It is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. Oh, let me come down. <laughs> she didn't even tell her husband. 
The, the first point I'm getting, and this is not about the men in the house, but the first point is that she said in the very beginning, I perceive that this is a man of God. So she saw something that her husband didn't see right from the beginning. And then this situation takes place. This is the pressure that would define you. This situation takes place. And she just said, don't even worry, honey. <laughs> it is well. She didn't even share it with them. Maybe, maybe in my mind I started to think, well, did he have great faith? Or did he have some doubt in his mind about other things? So she said, the way that I'm going to protect you is I'm not going to tell you a thing. I'm going to give a praise report. I'm going to call those things. Come on, church. Which be not as though they were. Is it well with her, ladies and gentlemen? No, the son is still dead. But her confession of faith, she wasn't faking it till she makes it. I'm not interested in faking anything. But I sure am interested in standing my ground in faith. That if God said it, it is so. If God did it, he'll do it again. I'm interested about him doing it again. She said, what a statement. How many of you have children? How many of you would have already been crying and emotional and, and still looking at the body and, 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 and telling anybody that would listen, please pray. This is just a horrible thing that just took place. Oh, my God. You can't even think at that moment. She held her ground. Why did she hear her ground? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And every day that Elijah went by her house and sat there and ate some potato salad, he was telling him about what Elijah did, his mentor, about all those miracles that took place. And her faith was so encouraged that she said, if I could just get to the man of God, what he did for Elijah, he will do for Elisha. What he does for one, if you distract, come on, get on my faith right now. Get on my faith right now. What he does for one, you need to raise your hand up and say, he will do it for me. He will do it for me. I don't care if it's your finances. I don't care if it's your health. I don't care what it is. God is no respecter of person. He's just looking for somebody and say, I believe you, Jesus. I believe you, Lord. I, I, I'm weeping and crying and it looks back. I believe you, Lord. I believe you, Lord. She, see, Sometimes it's meant to keep your mouth shut. You don't have anything good to say? Oh, your faith hasn't arised to that occasion yet? Keep your mouth shut. Don't say a word. Because you can have what you say. You've heard me say that time and time again. Every time I come, you can have what you say. So you know what? She, know, she knew that. Because she heard those testimonies from Elijah. Elijah saying, man, I was with my mentor and he raised the boy up. First, it's First Kings 17. It talks about Elijah. You remember that story when the ravens came and he said there's going to be no more rain for three years. That's that story. The ravens came and they dropped meat and food. We don't got to read it, but it's First Kings 17. Meat bread and he drank from that brook and then all of a sudden the brook would dry up and I'm here to tell you sometimes your brook will dry up but God always got an exit plan God got always another door of opportunity for you so that he could show his greatness this hour right now is for God's greatness for God's glory 
This is what this uh, COVID. Give me a break. This is for God's glory because he manifests himself when it looks like it's the darkest hour. Whoo, here come a beacon of light. We're East Coast people. We know how the, they have the, what do they call those things near the water? The big, the big light tower. Lighthouse. That's the Holy Spirit. When, when the lighthouse is, is flashing, so when those boats come, they see what direction to go. The Holy Spirit's doing that right in the middle of this darkness. He's going, hey, I'm over here. I'm over here. <laughs> and so the brook dried up. And it will dry up on you. That which you depend on will dry up on you. <laughs> no amens on that. That's all right. It will dry up on you. And then the Lord would say, okay, we're shifting. We're shifting over here. I need you to go to Zephyra. There's a, there's a widow woman over there and she'll take care of you. And that don't make no sense. That don't make no sense. But he goes anyways. And, and then he, there's a whole situation. It's crazy. This, he meets up with the lady. He says, oh, that's her right there. And she got two sticks. That's how she got two sticks and a little oil and a handful of meal. And she's like, they're already starving. Because she said, I'm going to just cook this and die. And the prophet Elijah said, yeah, well, why are you getting ready to do that? Give it to me first. Because, see, we have to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. He has to always be first. Even in the middle of this, whatever you want to call it, he still got to be first. And so as the story goes on, she finally comes to her common sense and says, I will fix this for you and I will trust the word of the Lord. But what happens right after she said, I'll trust the word of the Lord. You know what happened? Lord Jesus, her son just dropped dead. Then she said, oh my gosh, has God come up against me? I'm here to tell you, in sickness and affliction come, it's not God coming against you. It's not something that you did. We have a lying, conniving, manipulative devil. And John 10, 10 says, the thief comes for only one purpose, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. She didn't know that. And so, where's the boy? He's laying there. And the same thing that Elisha's about to do, in the first story, it's because he got that from Elijah when Elijah did it in 1 Kings. I'm here to tell you, if God would do it for one, he'll do it for another. Elijah heard all those testimonies from Elijah, and all of a sudden, now he's in the same predicament. And you know what he goes? You know what he does? He does the same thing. And you know what the results are? The same thing. The boy rises. In both the stories, the boys rise. I'm here to tell you, it's time to rise up. It's time to rise up. Where's the cameras? It's time to rise up, church. You guys at home, it's time to rise up. Because the anointing, there's no respect of the same anointing that's on me. It's on you. Just boldly say, it's on me. It's on me. The devil's afraid of you. That when he looks at you, all he sees is a beacon of light all over you. That's why it's like we have to rise up. That's why we have to take our position in Christ Jesus, knowing that I'm more than a conqueror. Can I get you to say that with me tonight? I'm more than a conqueror. That's kind of weak. Well, I know you're saying that you got the, you know, the mask on and all that. But you need to then say a little bit louder. You need to remind yourself that you are already more than a conqueror. If you read the end of the Bible, it says we win. It doesn't say that we're, we're, we're 
defeated. It doesn't say that we're striving. It says that we have thrived to victory. Thanks be to God who always, always, always. Wait, what does always mean? Always causes us to what? Triumph. Triumph. We serve a God that has a name above every single name. We read in Genesis 126, there is nothing that could come against you. It can try. It can try to come against you. But that's when you rise up. That's when, you know, if two people get ready to fight, you can always tell who's going to win. When you see the one that comes up and they push their chest back like this and they look, and then you see the other one kind of like, you already know who's going to win. We, the church, need to position ourselves at the victory place. This isn't a Rocky movie where you get beat down and at the end you win. No, 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 no. This is not that movie. This is a movie that we just look at them and they say, I changed my mind. I'm not fighting this fight. Uh, goodbye. And you automatically win. This is a sweatless victory because Jesus Christ already died and was crucified. He did all the, <laughs> he took it all so you. He, you already got the victory. Let me look at another story because at the end of that story, well, go back to that story. She said it, is, it shall be well once. So he said, why are you going to him today? It's neither new moon nor the Sabbath. And she said, it is well. Excellent confession. That's something that we just need to just keep on focusing on. It is well. It is well. Not faking it until I make it. It's the truth. It's truth in heaven. It's truth on earth. It is well. I decree it. Whatever you decree a thing, whatever you declare a thing, it is established. It's well. Go to the next one. Then she sat on a donkey and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Do not slack the pace for me unless I tell you. And so she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her far off that he said to his servant, Gehazi, hey, look at that Shulamite woman. Please run to meet her and say, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? She could have said, it's not well with me. I am so heartbroken. My only son. No, no. She goes, and she answered. This is the most calm and cool lady. I have to meet her in heaven. I'd be like in heaven and go, hey, do you know where the Shulamite woman is? <laughs> hey, do you know where she lives? I want to meet her because I want to talk about that story. Yeah. It is well. She doesn't even tell any of the story. She doesn't tell it to her husband. She doesn't tell it to the servant. Keep on going. Go on to the next verse, please. Yeah, verse 27. Did he say no? Okay, I'll tell you what the story is. If it comes up, point to me. When she says it is well, did it come? I knew it was going to happen. Now, when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him 
by the feet, but Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress. Now she's revealing herself. And the Lord has hid it from me and has not told me. Look, I'm, I'm here to tell you this. I don't know everything. Please don't look at the minister or the pastor and think that they know everything. We don't know everything. We know things in part. He said, the Lord has not revealed to me what's going on, but I can see that she's distressed, but I have no idea what's going on. So he's asking. Go to the next one, please. So she said, did I ask a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, get yourself ready. So in this part of the story right here, he just sends him off and says, here's my staff. When you go into the room, lay it on the boy and a miracle should take place. Nothing happened. But let me read it at the end. Do not answer him, but lay my staff on the face of the child. He said, no matter who you see, just go right to the room. Go to the next one, please. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he rose and Gehazi went and he laid it on there. Let's just jump to the end. The child has not awakened. He's already gone back and said the child is not awakened. When Elijah came into the house, there was a child lying dead on his bed. He went in there, he shut the door behind the two of them, and he prayed to the Lord. Let's just, let's just stop there. Why didn't anything happen with Gehazi? Because sometimes we go to people thinking that the people is the answer. The people, hello, hello, church, did, I, did, you, did, you, did you leave? The people is not the answer. The prophet represented the man of God. That's why nothing happened. Sometimes our answer is not in the people. That's why nothing happened. Something should happen because he said, if you lay the staff on, that should, that should take care of it. But in this case, too many people involved and not enough God being involved. If you see something not happening, check yourself and see who you're inquiring of. I know that David inquired of the Lord three times, maybe even four times, but three for sure. We need to inquire of the Lord. Sometimes we need to skip people out. I just need God. And all of a sudden, now this boy is laid before him. And now he prays. See, what he had, the anointing, the guy didn't have. There's a reason for that. We won't go into that story. But what God has for you, that anointing, the word that is life, Uh, The bread of life that when you eat the word of God, transformation has to take place within you. Oh, glory to God. He went in, therefore, and shut the door. He said, I don't want nobody else's opinion on what I'm going to do right now. Because the way your miracle will come, it's going to be like, oh, you crazy. But we're talking about the God of miracles right now. If you need a miracle, if you need something, by now your faith is arising. And if it hasn't, by the end of the service, it will. He went in there and shut the door behind the two of them. And he prayed to the Lord. Go to the next one. And he went up and laid on the child. Here it goes. It gets twisted. And he put his mouth on his mouth and his eyes on his eyes and his hands on his hands. This is getting messed up now. And he stretched himself out on the child. And the flesh of the child became warm. 
And he'd be turning and he'd just walk back and forth. And he stretched himself on him. And the child sneezed seven times. And the child opened up his eyes. Uh, Elijah does the same thing. He lays on the boy three times. I'm, I'm so excited because when you hear praise reports, it gets you excited. The only reason that she could say it is well, it shall be well, is because of what she heard. She hung on what she heard and it created the miracle. Let me tell you, the first thing out of your mouth drives you there. Oh my God, what are we going to do? Zoom. Oh, it's too late now. Zoom. No, we stand in faith to the very hour, to the last second, because God's going to do something. Sometimes we get persuaded on what we see, and we go, oh, it's too late now. Your words are cursing you, ladies and gentlemen. You want some change in your life? Let's be watchful of what comes out of the mouth. Because she was only able to hold her, her posture and say it as well because of what she heard that, that Elijah had did this before and that he was associated with him and that she believed that what God did for one, God would do for you. Oh, glory to God. Glory, don't, don't you dare get quiet on me now. So what I'm showing you is that, I'm, I'm showing you like a little pattern. Hearing, saying, going. Hearing, saying, quiet. Hearing, saying, now speak. Be led of the Spirit of God. The next story that I want to talk about real quick is in Mark 5, 25 to 29. I'm setting a pattern because it's about to explode up in here. I feel a tangible presence of the anointing. I'm not telling you to go by feelings, but you take your little mustard seed of faith and you say, I take that. You take that mustard seed of faith and say, I came in one way. I came in one way. I'm leaving another way. It's time not to just walk in the same way and then leave the same way. No, it's time to walk in like this, but you walk out. Well, this is the day that the Lord has made. And you walk out dancing because you've just been transformed by the power and anointing of God. Mark 5, 25 to 29. You already know the story, but I'm setting, a little, I'm setting a little something. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. And King James says, an issue of blood. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I could only touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Let's focus on well, well, it is well, it is well. For she said, if I only may touch... His clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately. Mm. Come on, church. Immediately. We're, we're, we're getting made experience immediately. The fountain of her blood was dried up. I don't know what you came in here with, but immediately that has to dry up in the name of Jesus. She felt in her body. Some of you might be feeling something right now. That, that, that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Remember what I said? If one person can do something, somebody else can. You remember what I said is that when you hear something, the testimonies encourage you that that can happen for you. Let's go to Mark, no, excuse me, let's go to Matthew 14, 36. I'll show you this. 
Matthew 14, 36, and begged him that they might only, let's go to 35, please. I, I, I forget what's up there. Verse 35, and then we'll do 36. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Verse 35. 35. Okay. And when the men of that place recognized him, this is Jesus, they sent out into all the surrounding regions, King James says countries, and they brought to him all who were sick with diseases. So we're talking about the whole country, right? When they found out about Jesus being here at FCC, they all came. Every sick person all in the country came. And they said, and when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all the surrounding regions, brought to him all who were sick. Come on, the next one, please. And begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly well what happened they must have heard about that woman with the issue of blood and they said oh my god if god did it for her they could do it for me and here comes a multitude they didn't ask god to they didn't ask jesus for prayer they said well uh, no we don't need prayer we just want to do what that woman did and touch oh glory Matter of fact, in Mark 6, 56, is the next chapter over after this woman does it, then everybody else wants to do it. Go to that, please. Oh, glory to God. Mark 6, 56. The Lord is in this place. If you take this, you'll be running your race. <laughs> You'd be running your race. Wherever he entered into the villages, cities, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplace and begged him that they might just touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched him were made whole. You see, are you catching the pattern? Somebody else gets it and you go, hey, wait a minute. They got it. Hey, I'm a candidate too. John 14, 12. It says, hey, beloved. He says, oh, glory to God. I'm just too excited. I'm just, I'm like, oh my God. Something's about to happen immediately. Most surely I say to you, I'm saying, I'm pointing my finger to you. He who believes in me, the works that I do, the works that Jesus do. (laughs) And greater works than these will you do because I go to my father. All right, we're going to do the greater work, so get ready for this, right? Get ready for this. All the little miracles we just talked about, he said, you're going to do it too. So that means touching the leper. (laughs) Oh, you know, we're doing this with COVID. (laughs) Oh, come on. Really? Really? Leprosy. Hello? (laughs) Hello? You know when people say, the air falls off, the fingers fall off, the toes fall off, it's full of mucus, leprosy. Jesus wasn't afraid of leprosy. So uh, Lorenda Ford is not afraid of leprosy. Whatever Jesus did, he spit in somebody's eye. I don't have enough spit in my mouth right now to spit in your eye. I'm I'm like, I need some water. (laughs) But then I'm going to spit in your eye too because he said greater works. Right now I don't think COVID is greater than leprosy. I, 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 I just don't think it is. I, I, I don't think it is. 
Jesus wasn't afraid. So we, we, we're going to speak to fear and say, go back to hell because you don't belong here. Thank you, my dear. You don't belong here. The church is afraid. It's time to be not afraid. God has not given you a spirit of fear. You know the scripture. He's given you power. He's given you love. Wait, power of the Holy Spirit. Greater is he that's in me. He's given you that. The same spirit that rose Christ Jesus from the grave. Is it that power? He's given you that power. He's given you that power. He's given you love unconditional. When you can't love somebody, he said, that's okay. I'm with you and I'll help you love them. And then he said, on top of that, I'm giving you peace like a river. That passes all understanding. Excuse me. Oh, I needed that. So I'm just too excited because I've just seen too many miracles. I've seen too many miracles. So I, I figured this is a good, good, good way to pause. Uh, I'll speak to the folks that are on Facebook if you're still there and you didn't go and get a snack in the refrigerator and you missed it. I'll speak to them. You don't always got to be here. I remember I shared some of this with Pastor Ray. I prayed. I was in Brazil. I prayed on a napkin for somebody. I didn't even, I didn't even ask my interpreter to let me see who it was, what the cause was. And I said, the blood of Jesus is against this situation. And I just wiped my head with that and threw it away. Meanwhile, that was a Sunday. I traveled on Monday to go to the next city over. And here's come to find out my interpreter texted me and then called me and said, let me tell you what happened. Do you remember? I said, of course, I don't remember. She said, you know, the napkin thing at the end of the service. I said, oh, yeah, I remember that. She said, well, let me tell you, it was about a lady that was going to have surgery that had a tumor the size of an egg in her private area. And she was going to have that thing removed. And she wasn't really from our camp. She just was like, not really a believer, but whatever. And she said, okay, if you think it will work, kind of thing. So she show up fasting because she's getting ready to have major surgery to have that, that tumor removed from her. She's got her Johnny on. She's laying in the bed and they do an ultrasound before. They do an ultrasound after. And then you go into the surgery room. Well, now they're looking and they're saying, okay, patient is right there. Okay, we see this. This is how it looked when she came on whatever day it was. And they got ready to do another one. And they said, uh, I need some light. And they said, it's something wrong with this. Call the, people, call the people back. Let's do another one. You listen to me, Instagram and Facebook. They did another one. Now you can feel the tension in the room because they're like, we've already got the room all set up. She's already fasted, health coverage, all that stuff. She's in a Johnny waiting. And now she's like holding herself going, oh my God, what's going on? She's thinking it's for the worse because nobody's telling anything. Eventually they couldn't find a zip. They had to come to the lady and say, oh, we're so sorry for the inconvenience. Go home. You're completely fine. We couldn't find nothing. And the, the lady walked out. And went and got something to eat. So you don't, if you're not here, Facebook people, that's fine. Because there's such a strong wave of the anointing that if you just catch this, you'll get this and you'll be completely restored. I'm confident in that. Lady came to the service. Skinny as a real, white as a ghost. Cancer of the kidneys all up through her body. It just spread it all through it. They sent her home to die. She came and said, could I get prayer? And I thought to myself, well, the healing line is really over. Uh, you know, I was just tired and acting carnal. Forgive me, Lord Jesus. So my prayer was, <laughs> go do the work of the ministry, girl. You're not going to die in Jesus' name. And I walked on off, never even turned around to think about it again. When I returned to go back there to Bolivia, 
there was some lady waiting for me at the end of the service. The prayer line already went through, and I said, oh, no, <laughs> this lady's probably going to want prayer. I'm just telling you the truth. We're only human. I'm tired. I've been preaching two services and so on and so forth. She comes and she says, do you have an interpreter? She broke in English. I need you. I have something to say. I thought, oh, God, Lord Jesus, help me. Help me to be patient. Because <laughs> I, 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 you know, it's just reality. It's real. We feel like that. Anybody who's in ministry says amen. You know, you don't know, you know. <laughs> so she, my interpreter comes and she goes, this is the getter. Do you remember me? No. <laughs> Because I don't remember you. I said, no, no, ma'am, I don't remember you. She goes, I had cancer of the kidneys. And, and I went, I, I had to look twice. And I was like, I do remember you. And then I, I looked her from head to toe, completely restored. She said, after I left, she said, every moment of that week, because they left her for dead. So once a week, they would just check her vitals and try to make her feel comfortable and stuff. And when the anointing came in her, when the anointing is deposited in you, it explodes in whatever you need it to be. You missed a good opportunity. That anointing went in her. I didn't feel a thing. I left and came back, and I was just as shocked myself. And she said, and each week, she'd go back, and I started saying to her, you going to another doctor? Because things are changing in you. And she's smiling. She didn't mention my name. You don't need to ever mention Lorinda's name. You need to mention Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's who you need to mention. The woman never mentioned my name. She said, I went to go get prayer and Jesus healed me. They had to sign a piece of paper saying that she was completely delivered from cancer. Completely delivered. <laughs> because it's the word of God that sets you free. That's what it is. And so, I think I could use some music now. You got something up there? I think I could use some music. And now I'm going to give you an opportunity. Now, I'm going to give you a choice of how you want to receive from God. Because faith comes by hearing, so I spoke long enough. I mean, my tongue is in the back of my throat. I believe I left enough of a foundation. So I'm going to leave you with three scriptures. Mark 16, 8 says, The believers shall lay hands on the sick, and maybe they recover. Come on. They shall recover. Because when that contact comes, you grab and say, It's mine. No matter how you look. After this moment, it does not matter how you look, how you smell, what the situation. All that matters is, I got it. It came right in me. And now I can feel an explosion. I take it by faith. And you just take it by faith. Right? So that's the first one. Acts 19. Talks about Paul. Had the anointing all over him, all through his body, all through his clothes. I've been praying in these clothes, praying in the spirit, praying the word of God. I said, me too, Lord, because people have touched me and got healed. But if you're, if you're at that point, that's not where your faith is, then you can come up here and touch the clothes. Put it up on your head. Put it up on your back. Put it up on your ear. It don't matter. Receive the way that you have faith to get it. 
I don't know how you want to receive from God, but if you just say, hey, I'm here, Lord, the people have no choice online. So I speak right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak, receive, because God is the God of restoration. God is the God that restore the years. That the locusts, the caterpillar, the cankerworm have eaten. That your vases shall overflow with plenty. <laughs> You'll never, ever, ever, ever be ashamed. Never be ashamed. And that's what that lying devil, when he tries to bring sickness and affliction, he tries to make you ashamed. When you want to cover up and hide out. But the devil's a liar. I'm here to confront the enemy. I'm here to put the line of the blood here and say, be free in the name of Jesus. I don't care what you have. Cirrhosis of the liver, I've seen it healed. Cancer five stage, I've seen it healed. So I don't know what you need, but look, if it's money, money will come. The same way that you, you take it. If it's peace, it's the same way that you take it. Hearing it and then saying it. You look at whatever the situation is, whatever the issue is. You look at that thing and you say, it is well. It is well. It is well with my soul. It is well (laughs) with my soul. (laughs) It is well with my soul. My body feels old, but it is well, it is well, it is well with my soul. You just got to start saying that. You just got to be like, I'm not faking it. No, I'm not faking it. I'm walking by faith, not by sight. I'm not faking it. I'll speak the word of God. And I'll make it It is well Come on folks, you need to be singing it It is well Well, I don't feel like it It is well It is well With my soul What's the soul? Your body So I'm going to give you an opportunity if you want me to lay hands on you, I lay hands on you. If you want to just stand up and I just reach my hand forth, that's fine. If you want like Acts 19, that those cloths, there's my scarf and there's my jacket. It's saturated and anointed. But if but if you think that you're gonna ask me after the service, oh, could you pray for me? Because you didn't want to get up in the line or you didn't want to do this, I'll say, I am tired. You had an opportunity and you didn't take it, so I'm so sorry. So if you got pride, let's deal with that now. Why the anointing is stirring. I'm going to just get out of the way. So whatever you need, I am totally convinced the anointing is here. Look, he ain't even afraid, man. Look at him, right, right up close. Because see, pride will stop your, your blessing. Fear, it will stop your blessing. Right? 
So we already said fear can't stay in this place. I'm not afraid anyways. But that's why I give you an opportunity that if you wanted to go, you want to just stand right there, I'll reach for my hand. If you want to go touch that, those cloths, my clothes, go touch it and receive. But I know one thing, you are not leaving the same way. You better not leave the same way you came in after this service. Because there's plenty of opportunity. Look, man, I built you a case and showed you that if God could do it for one, you're a candidate. You're a candidate. You're a candidate for that to happen. The anointing that sets you free <laughs> A new, new me It's the anointing That you receive Whatever you need in this house Whether you come up whether you touch the clothes, whether I lay my hands on you, if you just say right now, it is mine, you'll never be the same. 2021, you'll be radical. You'll be radical. You'll be like, girl, I felt the anointing. When I was in my bed, I didn't sleep all night. And I didn't even touch you. You know what? I don't need to touch you. It's his spirit that touches you. That's why you don't ever have to remember my name. It's Jesus. That's the name that you need to remember. Hold this for me, dear. Father God, I lift up my sister right there. And I thank you 
I hear those chains falling. <laughs> I hear those chains going. And as I hear those chains falling, what I want you to do is don't look back. Don't you look back. Cause what the Lord has done for you, you don't need to look back. But take a step in faith and move that way. That's the way of the Lord, I say, don't look back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't look back, sister. Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot's wife. She looked back, what happened to her? She stayed back. Everything that the Lord is doing for you is in the front of you. It's not behind you. The devil is a liar. So my brother, way in the back, with the mask on, the singer, I want you to sing the Waymaker as we close. You, my brother, you right there with your wife. You, look, you looking around like, who, me? Yeah, you, come on, bro. Come on, bro, move. Get some, get some movement on your feet. He like, ooh, me? He like looking around. All right, now. Oh, glory to God. Raise your hand, sister. And this is what I say to you. It's not by might. It's not by might. It's not by my power. But it's by his power, says the Lord. So I can't do nothing for you. Just like Gehazi, I couldn't do nothing for the dead person. But God. So you just say, God, do what you do within me. I hear an old song. Just listen to this. Jesus on the inside. Oh, he's working on the outside. Jesus on the inside. Working on the outside. So receive what he's doing inwardly. You're looking for the out. He's doing a major work in you. Just be still and realize he's doing. He who began a good work in you, just breathe, is able. He's able to complete you. So Father, in the name of Jesus, Thank you that you're the author and the finisher of this. So we speak wholeness here and there. In the name of Jesus. All you got to do is say, my sister, I receive. Bro, go ahead and sing that song.